Lisa and I welcome Sierra Sill to our podcast. Got a grumpy old man in your life? Change that. Okay, not that way. <laughs> Sierra Sill Natural Mineral Joint Pain Relief with a money back guarantee at Shoppers, London Drugs, and the best health food stores. Head over to sierrasill.com, S I E R R A S I L.com. Use your code GF and get 10% off your purchase. Ah, 18, one of my favorite numbers. I have no idea why. I'm just nutty that way. She's Lisa Brand. And she's Erin Davis. A um, little bit more than 18, but this is episode 18 <laughs> right now. Oh my gosh. I may have had too much caffeine today. We may have to uh, just, you've had a warning that uh, this is going to be a fun show, or as the kids say, lit. <laughs> because we're talking about foot in mouth disease we've both had bouts with that and guess what there's no vaccine to fight over because it's just a thing everybody has it doesn't matter where you come from yeah small tasted toes let's put it that way exactly and coming up this weekend what are you doing saturday it's coronation day we won't go too far into it because if you care you really care and if you don't well, let's just say we want you to listen to the podcast. So, yeah, the Royals <laughs> and the two stars that we are looking forward to seeing the most. And it's yard sale season. Maybe a little early, but a lot of people get it out of the way before all the fun comes along. I mean, where you live, Aaron, mm-hmm. it's just the weather is gorgeous all the time. We just get blips of it here and there until summer actually arrives. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about yard sale season and <laughs> what happened at ours. <laughs> yeah, what happened at yours and some of the things to watch out for and do you want to just get rid of this stuff or are you trying to make money what's the deal here exactly never buy a baby seat or a car seat at a yard sale unless you've checked the expiry date believe it or not and this was new to us too there are expiry dates on baby seats but we're going to talk about expiry dates that don't matter right and that's going to be a big one because that is kind of my goal going forward it's telling people not to take Domperidone without talking to your doctor, and also expiry dates. Let's not waste food. So there you go. Does this sound like a pretty full podcast? It does. We better get moving. We will right after we thank Envy Pillow. We'll tell you more about some stuff we found out about them coming up a little bit later on. And it's all good stuff. Good for you. Good for the planet. Good for your neck. Good for your skin and face and your hair. (laughs) So just go to EnvyPillow.com to find out more about Kathy and Kim and this company. They started from nothing and have built up to just a wonderful company that lets you listen to Gracefully and Frankly for free. I know you want to pay us, but no, it's free. (laughs) And in a moment, you're going to get what you paid for. (laughs) All right. I hope so. Well, here we are, episode 18, as we've said, and oh, it's May the 4th. Should I say may the fourth be with you and duck now? Oh my goodness. I honestly, there's something about it because it's going to be all day long. I just want to throat punch. I can't stand it. I don't know why, but it, it's one of those things. I can't get away from it. Go ahead. Are, are you not a punny person? Because I thrive on puns and yeah, they've been called the lowest form of humor, but I love a good pun. I don't mind a good pun. I think this one is overdone. Everybody does it. And whether they like Star Wars or not, or, you know, it's just, I don't know what it is. It just irks me. But go Mm. for it. Don't irk Lisa. 
Go for it. I don't know how you feel about rhyming because you just said, I love myself, a pretty good pun, but this one for me is not one. And so <laughs> for me, May 4th is done. Now let's go ahead and have a better run. I don't know. <laughs> I was doing this with the grandkids and, and I'd love to wrap up today and tell you some observations from an insane grandma banana. That's me. But first, let us get to our dog walk this morning. Okay. Before I had my caffeine, Lisa, and I've got, you know, podcast on my mind, what are we going to be talking about? It's a glorious day here today, walking along with Miss Dottie. And of course, she's checking her P-mails all the way along on the grass. <laughs> and she's just having the time of her life. And we go by this house where this couple about our age, you know, they, they're silver foxes. They got all the equipment on. They're getting on their bikes. And I, I, I went by and I said, oh, what a glorious day for a bike ride. Aren't you grateful for electric bikes? And then she looks down at hers and I said, oh, oh, that's not an electric bike. Now, before you hear what I said next, oh, no. you have to know, and Lisa knows this, that we live on a mountain. Your right. ears pop on your way from the main street, which is at sea level, up to the top of our mountain and our home, which overlooks the Victoria International Airport. So just know we have hilly terrain around here. So she's on her bike. I realize it's not electric. What do I say? Hope you're an organ donor. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. You didn't. I did. And this is where Rob usually says, nobody gets us. Because we say things to each other, you, me, Rob, our sick little radio and broadcasting community, that yeah. we get. We're yes. dark. We yes. go there. This woman, I don't... She 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 looked like she reads Miss Manners in her spare time on the bidet. So I, I just said, have a great ride. I mean, it's really hilly. That's why I need my electric bike because this hill's going to kill me. Okay, bye. And they're cycling. Not over explaining at all. Oh, no, no. I wanted to run after her and say... What I meant was, <laughs> sometimes you just have to let it go. <laughs> I can understand that, though. I, I totally get it. It's just, oh. uh, sometimes you just have to save it for the room that, that loves you, you. Well, know? or that tolerates me. And you are both. Thank you very much. <laughs> the rhyming, the punning, the whole nine. But honestly, don't let me talk without caffeine. There should be a sign around my neck. Caution. Hasn't had coffee yet. Please don't approach. Ugh. You know, I can totally relate, though. Even fully caffeinated, I have this thing, or I had it years ago, where the most inappropriate thing would come to my mind, and it would come out of my mouth, despite half my brain saying, don't say that, don't say that, don't say that. So there was a guy, I had just started at a radio station, and this guy was walking toward me, limping a little bit. And everybody seemed to be very sportsy at this station. And I said, oh, did you overdo it on the weekend, you weekend warrior? And he said, oh, no, I'm diabetic and I lost my leg. Oh. I have a wooden leg. Oh. oh, and you just wish the floor would open up and swallow you. And he was so kind about oh, it. Oh, God. I didn't mean to insult him or anything. What did but you say? How did you recover? Oh, I just said, oh, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. And he's like, ah, it's no big deal. You know, you just started here and I don't care. I'm used to it. Blah, blah, blah. Jeez. But uh, oh, it was mortifying, just mortifying. Oh, I'm blushing. Oh, that's okay. I mean, we have all been there. I was calling bingo for rotary 
at the Saanich Fall Fair here a couple of years ago. And the bingo tent is one of Rotary's biggest money makers. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a professional broadcaster. I should be able to call bingo. I'm telling you, these people are so freaking serious about their bingo. If it's an X on the card and you call an N, they will call mm. you out. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm trying to make these numbers come alive, right? You know, uh, B12, everybody's favorite vitamin. B9, my favorite <laughs> cancer diagnosis, you know, that kind of thing. So <laughs> I'm calling them out and I say, who needs an eye? And I swear to God, the guy in front of me with an eye patch on <laughs> puts his hand up. He had one eye. Oh, oh no. <sighs> Isn't that the way? And he was laughing. Yeah. So I was laughing. But, you know, not before you shrank or shrunk, which is it, into the chair and yeah. just wanted it to be over or for the great earthquake to finally take you down. But, oh, my God. I think we all do it at some point or another. We all have that moment or many moments. Oh. And it makes you memorable, Aaron. Well, <laughs> Prince Philip once said, or is alleged to have said, Dontopedology is the science of opening your mouth and putting your foot in it, which I've practiced for many years. So, <laughs> I mean, if it's good enough for the late Prince Philip, yeah, he just had better shoes in his mouth. That's the only difference. Right. And we need to get older and it's going to be charming. <laughs> yes, that's right. Are you going to be watching the coronation this Saturday, Lisa? I... Actually, I've booked a long overdue pedicure. Seriously, there's timing for you. <laughs> Will you be? Just so they're nice and clean when they go in your mouth, you mean? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it's not really my thing. I I'm probably tuned in a little bit. And I'm not anti-royal. Don't get me wrong. Um, what, what about you? Well, I'm going to be otherwise engaged. I actually truly am. We're going to be out of town and away from a TV you know, a recent CBC poll said that with the formal coronation on its way, a new survey suggests Canada's new monarch could have a tough time winning over Canadians and support for his wife, Camilla, appears even weaker. Huh. The Angus Reid poll says 60 percent oppose even recognizing him as king. And about a third say they have a favorable view of Charles, while about half of them don't. Hmm. And then two-thirds said they're against recognizing Camilla as Queen of Canada. I'm in, definitely in that percentage. And more than half said, nah, scrap the monarchy. What's it for anyway? So That's the thing, right? My late mother-in-law would be appalled. She actually, I believe I've told you about this before, she took riding lessons with young Queen Elizabeth. They were the same age. And although she wasn't posh, they didn't live far from, you know, where Elizabeth was when she was a kid. I don't know how all this works. But anyway, good story. They took horse riding lessons together. Yeah, there's a picture somewhere of the two of them. Do you think I can find it? She always listened to the Queen's address and, and everything. And it, the monarchy, being British, was a, was a very big deal. I'm just neutral. When we were kids, we did the God Save the Queen in school and all of those those other things. But I, I don't care either way. I'll go with the majority, <laughs> whichever way they want to go. I feel the same way. It's not something that's important in my life. I was able to cover an event, the uh, the constitutional thing back in 1982 on Parliament Hill. I was the color for that. And that was my that was one of my very first jobs. And I was just so thrilled that CFRA in Ottawa invited me as their young reporter slash anchor to come 
and be part of this auspicious Mm. occasion. I couldn't see anything except the little turquoise hat (laughs) over the podium. And I remember her going by the radio station when I was in Windsor after that. So it was a special thing then. But now as the vast humanity of these people and the sagas and the soap operas and the dirty laundry, yeah, again, like Philip's shoes, they are a better brand of dirty Mm. laundry, but it's dirty just the same. And it's also tawdry. And I don't like Camilla. I'm no. sorry. I don't like her. And, and I do believe that she planted stuff or, or was part of the machination to get her elevated above Megan in terms of popularity, because that's just how it works with the British press. And I may be wrong. It happens all the time. But I can't stand the woman and I never have. No, I'm not a fan either. And I think If you're old enough, as we are, to remember Diana well Mm -hmm. and remember all the pain that Camilla caused her having her affair with Charles, that's fact. That's not just some sort of gossip. And now that Diana's gone and then there's Camilla. And the other thing, uh, Harry's book. Yes. You know, so the two things together to me make me not overly fond of her. But again, Chuck chose her over uh, lovely Diana, and they seem to be a happy couple, whatever. He's waited long enough for something. <laughs> yes, you know, really. He's had no purpose. <laughs> no, absolutely. And maybe we're wrong. It's misogynistic to lay it all on Camilla because it was Charles who stepped outside the boundaries of his marriage. Yep. But then again, that's kind of in the royal writ. I mean, they're allowed to do that. That was always the way. You know, you had your wife who uh, made you some heirs and then you were allowed to, you know, go off riding with whoever you wanted, so to speak. So, you know, who cares what we think? And uh, the monarchists who are listening are going, exactly, I don't care. So this (laughs) Saturday, the uh, broadcast I would love to be watching if I was around a TV or chose to set the PVR would be Lisa LaFlam and Cynthia Mulligan. Lisa's back again. Two wonderful, accomplished women who will be, what, I guess they'll be doing a play-by-play? Yes, sort of. And, you know, Lisa was called upon for the Queen's funeral, and Mm -hmm. uh, she'd been turfed, of course, from CTV. If you haven't heard that story yet, we'd like to welcome you to Earth. (laughs) Yeah, so tune in for that. I hope they light her better than they did. And I know that that may sound shallow, but it's television and you're supposed to look good. And City and Rogers did a terrible job of lighting her in London for the last event. They lit me beautifully on my little no-budget Rogers show 20 years ago. So bring the better lighting technicians and light her and Cynthia nicely. Cynthia herself has had a lot of challenges. She's living with cancer and she's on all kinds of experimental drugs. So these are two women who have had their challenges, have overcome them or are fighting them, and they're worth tuning in for just on their own. We like that. Absolutely. Um, I just slipped into Royal Ease there and called us the we. I meant me. I don't mean to speak for you, Lisa. It's all good. I'm a big fan of Lisa LaFlamme and Cynthia as well. So I might actually tune in, as it turns out. So there you go. Your foot wash can wait. Yeah. Okay, from the queen consort to the queen of eating expired food. (laughs) 
You have taught me more, Aaron Davis, about expiry dates and what they mean and the difference between them and sell-by dates and all those other things. Are you still eating food that has expired uh, in the previous millennium? Or? Well, I don't know about the previous millennium. And this is where it gets dark. If I see an expiry date prior to 2015, I'll pull it out of the pantry and say to Rob, we had a daughter and he knows exactly what that means. It's just, you know, when you lose someone really significant, there's a line in your life of the before and after. And yes, I have stuff in my pantry or wherever that I even moved from Ontario in 2016 that had expired already. So. This has become my mission, Lisa. We were on a listener trip probably 20 years ago, and I remember Carrie Ann saying, oh, no, no, the day on the carton, it goes out. It goes out. Wow. And she was absolutely fervent about this. And I just shook my head because, and Carrie Ann, you're probably listening, sweetheart, and I'm not judging you, and maybe you've changed over the ensuing 20 years. Maybe you haven't. You do you. But to me... Food waste is just the greatest obscenity in our society. Mm. Well, there are a lot of them, but it's a big one because so much is thrown out when it's not bad and it's completely edible and people are dying. And even in our community where some children don't get enough to eat for lunch, including by accident, my grandson, and I'll tell you about that at the end of the podcast because I'm a horrible person. But anyway, so let's talk expiry dates from the New York Times. Now, aren't expiry dates mostly just like a best guess? Completely voluntary. Yes. With the exception of baby food, and I'll get to that. But it is the manufacturer's best guess, Lisa, as to when its product will no longer be at peak quality. Who of us is at peak quality? So it's not even about when it will go bad. It's about when it won't be at peak. So you've still got the other hill to come down. Yes. After peak. Yes. Now, if you've got a jar of, say, spaghetti sauce, you know that little bubble on top? If it's popped, that means there's bacteria stuff going on in there, and it's time to turf it. Of course, emptying the jar, recycling the jar, yada, yada, yada. Right. You know that. Yeah. So that is the one little sign that... Something has gone awry and it's time to let it go. Tree nuts, which have you bought pine nuts lately? They're so expensive. They are. Tree nuts, especially the ones high in fat, will go rancid within a few months in the pantry. Store Mm. them in the freezer. Extend them a few years. And the price of them, like I say, if, if you hide your jewelry in the freezer when you travel, they're more likely to go for the pine nuts. This I can tell you. (laughs) Okay. Where are you buying your jewelry? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. From Galen Weston. Um, Okay. If you have bread, if you buy it from the bakery, it's going to go bad right away. So eat that crusty sourdough right away. It'll it'll be stale the next day. I never quite understood why they were in these airy paper bags because you're not meant to keep them, right? Right. And I I have this habit of putting bread in the freezer and just taking it out a little at a time. Derek loves the baguettes and all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, he'll eat them in a sitting almost. So that's different. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the baguettes were my favorite Phil Spector group. I just have to say. Anyway. (laughs) The wall of sound. Exactly. The wall of gluten. You're not alone. Uh, The author of this article in the New York Times said that she slices and freezes her fancy bread, taking it out a slice at a time to 
toast. So yeah, hmm. you, you you lose that beautiful freshness in order to make it last longer. But the the usual ones you buy in the bags, the not so fancy breads, they're made with oils and preservatives. They can stay soft for weeks, huh. especially if you put them in the fridge. Hmm. Other things that'll last forever, dried beans and lentils, they'll be here long after you've gone so that, you know, your grandkids will pull them out of the pantry and say, "I had a grandma." Anyway, <laughs> okay, canned fruits vegetables, meats, even those little horrific Vienna sausages or my favorite, smoked oysters, they will stay as delicate and palatable as the day you bought them for years. Wow. Put them in the bomb shelter then. Okay. Exactly. And honestly, who doesn't want a little Grey Poupon with their smoked oysters when you're facing the apocalypse, right? Right. right. Okay. Cans of soda, pop will keep its fizz for years glass bottles up to a year, plastic bottles for a few months. So if you don't go through a lot of pop or you want to keep it for mix for when company comes over, get cans. Hmm. Okay. There's a tip there because most plastics are gas permeable. Huh. Did you know? No. Okay. Oils, if they're in a can, will stay forever. They're nearly indestructible. Wow. If they're in a glass bottle and they're sealed, not so much. Fresh lemon juice or garlic in a jar, they will last a very long time because of either fat, salt, acid, pickles. You know, those things are enemies of bacteria and mold. Mm. Then you get to soy sauce. Is that a fridge thing or a pantry thing? What do you do with your soy sauce, Lisa? It goes in the fridge, and I don't even know why, but it does. Well, the reason to keep it in the fridge is to kind of fend off the fishy aromas that can start to develop after a few months in the pantry because it's soy, right? Mm, oh, yeah. Eggs will probably never go rotten. What? Yeah, it's true. According to an impromptu poll that the author conducted on Twitter, it takes so long for eggs to go bad. Are they fresh? Do they float? Whatever that test is. If your eggs are in the fridge, just go ahead and eat them or bake with them or whatever you're going to do. Don't throw out your eggs. Mm. For longer lasting milk, organic, believe it or not, they undergo something called UHT, which is ultra high temperatures. Now, I checked my cartons in the fridge, not expired, although mm. I did have a cream that had been opened and expired two weeks earlier and was still fine when I got home from Ontario, just so you know. Don't throw it out. Sniff it or taste it. And then pass it to your partner and goes, this smells awful. Here, smell. <laughs> like, why do we do that? We always do that. I, I think it's gone bad. Here, taste it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the SNL skit. <laughs> that was so good. But most organic milk brands will undergo ultra-high temperature pasteurization. Hmm. And a lot of people prefer the sweeter flavor of UHT milk. Now, let's talk baby food. Baby food is federally mandated with a use-by date, which means that it won't lose a lick of its nutrients until this date. Hmm. But if there is that zombie apocalypse or we do have the, the big one, you'll still be able to eat the baby food and gain some nutritional benefit. Really? And that goes for all of us because who doesn't like some good apricot baby oh. food? I do. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And there will be a lot of people who remember this bit I did on the radio years ago because I don't remember the details as well as they do where I ate a cream cheese that was two years or so expired in the back of my fridge. I remember that very well. Hmm. And I was fine. 
Yeah. It may be why when Rob got COVID most recently, I didn't get it. Maybe I've just got all the, and of course, all the vaccines too. But, uh, well, I guess if you got to be remembered for something, it might as well be, oh, yeah, she was the crazy chick who ate the cream cheese that was expired. But honestly, it didn't (laughs) taste fantastic. I wouldn't serve it to company. But it was edible. I wasn't sick. It wasn't all crusty or yellowed or anything. Or not blue or anything. Yeah, it was a little bit harder and the color had changed a little bit yellow. But honestly, when it comes to food waste and especially yogurts, yogurts are meant to get old. That's how they're made. Buy the near expired. It can be one-tenth the price or crackers or things that are so fully processed, they're probably never going to go bad. And that's what you served a company. <laughs> Jeez, Lisa, I think you may have just put your finger on why I don't have company very often. <laughs> I think they know. They know. She may not be caffeinated and she may be serving us old stuff. So maybe we'll, you know, my fridge should not be the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> well, not a roadshow, but a driveway sale. It's We're a little ahead of you weather-wise here on Vancouver Island, and of course you're in Ontario, and we have listeners from across Canada, and thank you so much for those of you who listen elsewhere too. But we had a yard sale last weekend. The whole neighborhood does it, or I never would. Right. That's scary to me, putting your stuff out on the driveway and having people judge it. Uh, (laughs) That's scary for me. Really? I never think twice about it. I just think, "Eh, you guys, you you don't want it. You don't have taste. (laughs) Take it. I'd rather donate it to diabetes. I really would. Yeah. And that's, of course, what you do with the stuff that doesn't sell. But Phil and Brooke, our son and daughter-in-law, they both brought a lot of baby stuff they no longer need. We had two high chairs. We had bath stuff that had been gently used. And uh, they made a tidy little profit. Good. So we sold other things that we haven't used for years. And it's just like, okay, get this stuff out of here. And uh, all in all, it was a pretty darn good day. So you feel that it was worth your time? You made enough money to make it worth your while to have not done this? Oh, I think so. I think so. Oh, good. Brooke had given me a very gently used Vitamix that I bought them a few years ago. And we sold ours for $35. I mean, a Vitamix for $35. Yeah, it may even have been less than that. Wow. So that was the deal of the day there. And the guy knew. He knew. I said, you are getting a Vitamix. And then there was this other thing. You've been to our house. Yeah. We had a giant black sphere that hung over the dining room table that looked like a big ball of string. Oh, I love that. I know it's gone now. Yeah, but yeah. (laughs) It is gone because I wanted to get a smaller piece so as not to impede the view of the ocean. So I put it out in the driveway and this woman came by and she's looking at it and she goes, oh, that would go great in my studio. And I had it on for like $40. And I said, would you please take it? I'll sell it to you for 20. And she said, are you kidding? These things are like $400. And I said, do not tell me that. Take this light, go. And so she was almost trying to talk me up in the price. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, you get to that point, right, where you just want to see it go. And there's a special joy about giving somebody a moment like that, too. She will talk about that forever. (gasps) I got this for $20 or whatever. It's just, it's that will be the bargain of the century for her. There was a couple who tried to talk us down on some artwork. I say artwork loosely. They were prints. Um, So we were happy to see those go. They tried to talk us down, and so I let them. 
But I think the closer to the end of the yard sale day, people yeah. will come in and say, end of day discount. Yeah, It's like, yeah, it better go to you than to go back into our basement, right? I made a big mistake one time when we did a yard sale. My previous husband, we lived in Burlington, and a guy came along right at the start and said, I'll take all the furniture for X amount of dollars. And I thought, you know what? It, we're just starting. I can probably, you know, sell these piece by piece. And I didn't. I should have just done that. And uh, he looked at me like, you're crazy, lady, but whatever. We had a neighbor in uh, Willowdale. <laughs> and one really cheap guy came along to the street yard sale and went to this neighbor's house. This great guy. We used to walk our dogs together. And uh, he and his wife were, were pals with us. This cheap, cheap guy came. And if something was 15 bucks, he'd say 50 cents. And my neighbor was getting more and more agitated. He finally screamed at the guy and he said, I'd rather put this in the garbage and sell it to you. And he basically chased him off his property. He was so irritated by it. But I think he had dollar signs in his eyes. And if you're thinking about making the mother load, I think you're going to just end up disappointed. I think so, too. It goes with the saying, the only difference between a yard sale and garbage day is the closeness to the curb. There you go. Your treasures are someone else's garbage and vice versa. So if you can get rid of it, do it. But we did have one young guy who came to us. It was buying something small. I can't even remember what it was. But he gave it. He has. Oh, I only have a hundred dollar bill. And I put my hands on my hips and I said to him, poor you. (laughs) So his friends kind of gathered some tunies together so he could buy whatever it was he was getting. But oh my gosh, who brings a hundred dollar bill to a yard sale? That's right. It must have been a whim or he was expecting to tip you. I'm not sure which one. Oh, Before we go, Lisa, I got to tell you, last week, we spent three nights with our grandkids. We were over at their house. Their folks had gone to have a little adventure, well-deserved. And I am telling you, we were so tired that by 11 at night, we were just, both of us, completely wiped out. You know why people have babies in their 20s and 30s or even teens? Mm. Because we're not built for it anymore. Right. I can only imagine. Those two are energetic and like any little kids their age are, right? Right. And of course, we're the bananas. It's banana camp. Grandma and granddude banana. It's all about having a good time and going out in the yard and going for walks and going to the park and All of that stuff, which was great. But I'll tell you, where I fell down was in making meals. First off, don't let an eight-year-old tell you what should be in their lunch. Right. It wasn't all coffee crisp and, and cookies. I made him his lunch, but the first day, I guess it was fine. The second day, he got hungry ate half of it at at his break time in the morning, and then didn't have enough lunch. And had to ask the teacher for food. What? (laughs) No. Oh, my gosh. Worst (gasps) grandparents ever. I'm surprised they didn't call children's services. Oh, so like what's what was missing? What does an eight-year-old have for lunch? I don't know. They usually use this little bento box, which is divided into beautiful little compartments and stuff. And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to let Colin pick. So he picked a bagel. He picked a banana. And so and, and other things, of course. There was fruit and a pickle and a, and cookies and stuff. And I didn't use the bento box. I just put the stuff straight into the lunch box. But I, I should have used the bento box. He should have had a wrap. All of these things that I'm sure they told me. But in the moment, I was just trying to get the lunches done because yeah. – 
that was the other thing to do. The the first thing to do was to get him fed a good breakfast. Rob gave him, you know, a soft boiled egg, eight toast soldiers. There was fresh fruit, orange juice. He had a good breakfast. But the thing is, you have a schedule. Right. We got him up at 7.30, had to get him out of the house with Grand Dude at 8.30. And if you throw in a nosebleed, oh. everything gets thrown off. Oh. And suddenly you're like Lucy in the Chocolate Factory. Okay, you got to eat this. Colin, do this, please. Colin, Colin, Colin. It's just like, no, you got to put your clothes on. You got to get dressed, buddy. Brush your teeth. I'm going to floss for you. And you know what dawned on me? And I, I just came to the realization my whole life as a mother I never did mornings with Lauren. That's right. You were always on the radio. I had no training for this. And Rob was with me. I mean, right. we were doing this together with the kids, of course. Like, he'd be tending to Janie, and I'd be tending to Colin, and we're both tending to the nosebleed. But I had no training for this. And so it's like you go, oh, boy, I didn't forget how to do this. I never knew. Right. So <laughs> isn't that crazy? Well, it's it's unusual, but you guys had a partnership worked out where, you know... It worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's about all I've got for True Confessions today. Next week, I think, why don't we talk a bit about Mother's Day and sort of the ups and downs of all of that. It's a big day and it's not a big day. And Yeah, exactly. It's a heavy day. It's a happy day. It all depends on how you look at it. And we'll look at it from both sides, we promise. Shall we thank Envy Pillow? Because I was so glad to put my head on mine every night that we were with the kids. <laughs> we have talked about their wonderful latex, but I did not know that there were different kinds of latex. I thought it was all the same stuff. And it's not even close. Envy Pillow uses Dunlop latex, which is more dense, and it's all rubber tree sort of sap that is poured into a mold and doesn't have all sorts of stuff in it, like, you know, synthetic things and stuff you could be allergic to. It's 100% natural, and it fits in perfectly with everything MB Pillow does, which is all sustainable, natural, uh, hypoallergenic, nothing synthetic about it. It's just really cool, and, and I'm, I learned so much when I delve a little bit deeper into the Envy Pillow story. Kathy and Kim really walk the walk and making sure it's organic and natural and all those kinds of things. So there you go. At your next dinner party, Erin, mention Dunlop Latex and see if anybody wants to know more. And if you think I'm going to let you talk about latex where I don't mention that these pillows are also for your pleasure, <laughs> then you don't know me very well. <laughs> I was waiting. Yeah, I know. 10% off anything, envypillow.com, by using the code GF for gracefully and frankly, sleep with the best. We do. Absolutely, we do. Oh, my goodness. So good spending this time with you, Lisa, and with everyone who makes time with us. Please share it with your friends and let them know that we're here and you'll enjoy us on your dog walk. So if you listen to a podcast, you can't put your foot in your mouth because you're not paying attention to what the neighbors are doing. That's so right. there you go. Yeah, there's something in here for everybody. Oh, I'm getting hoarse from laughing and talking. So I'm going to sign off for now. How about you? Yeah, I think you're a little more like a pony. It doesn't make sense. Forget it's it. It's a little horse. I got it. You see, we get each other. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>